0: Ladies and gentlemen, in this episode we have the incredibly smart and very, very well-educated Dan Cook. He is from Naples, Florida, and let me tell you something, he knows his stuff about the Constitution. He is just such a joy to talk to. I am very intrigued and I am very excited to present this podcast to you. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. So let's go ahead and get started. righty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the Chris Tubbs Show. I appreciate you guys here. We have here Dan Cook. He is a grassroots activist in naples florida he is the founder of the patriot po- uh, project led the charge to remove mask mandates in public schools and works on uh, uh, with deja inahosa ca- on like with, with her campaign for the collier county commissioner uh he was also an elected delegate to the continental congress and is a mayflower descendant dan how you doing my man
1: Oh, Chris, I couldn't be doing better. I'm living here in Naples, Florida, where we are leading the charge to fight for freedom. Come on. Uh, To be honest, I'm in a freedom bubble down here. I don't have to uh, deal with as much of the nonsense as most people in the country are dealing with right now. So I'm certainly blessed and appreciative about that.
0: Man, you guys really are. I like what you said, the freedom bubble, because here in Colorado, there's some areas. It seems like everything is starting to calm down more and more. But it seems like Florida has always been, like you said, the freedom bubble, the freedom capital of the world.
1: Yeah, you know what? I was born and raised up in Jacksonville, Florida, and I moved down here to Naples in 2007 and that's really where I got my feet wet with politics. I don't know if you remember a guy named Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Ron Paul was, he was, for me, he was the leader in the freedom movement back then. So I, um it's pretty funny. I moved to Naples within three, about three or four weeks of being here. I was driving down the road and I saw about 20 people standing on the side of the road with Ron Paul for president signs. Yeah and I, I couldn't help myself. I, um, I, I, I I didn't grow up in, in my younger days. I wasn't, uh, conservative by any means, but, um, I heard about this guy named Ron Paul being the only Republican against the war. So when I saw the signs with his name on it, and I knew that he was running for president, that, that grabbed my attention. I, so I pulled my car over and, uh, joined the group, grabbed a sign, grabbed a campaign, and then it was off to the races. And, uh, Man, what what an experience my life has been since then.
0: And then here you are. I mean, now I mean, you said that you are the founder of the Patriot Project. Uh, can you give us a little bit more insight on what that is? Because it sounds pretty dang amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first, quick uh, shameless plug. The website is www.parttimepatriotproject.info. In case any of your listeners want to check it out while we're while we're talking here. So. The idea behind, uh, it started off as the part-time Patriot Project. And my my idea and my vision behind this was making political activism more convenient, more accessible, and actually even more fun for people who could only put part-time work into this. Because I know a lot of people who, you know, see that there's problems in the country who wanna do something about it, but they work a full-time job, they have families, they have, you know, other priorities but they want to get involved. And so, so I started this uh, this movement called the Part-Time Patriot Project. And what what we, we started off by actually just exercising our first amendment to the fullest extent. We were pissed off about the mask mandates primarily. You know, even though we are in this uh, freedom bubble down here in, in Collar County, our, our commissioner still tried to push the mask mandates. And so, um, you know, the, I guess the Patriot Project was born out of the, the resistance to, to those mass mandates.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I tell you what, in 2020, I think that's when I saw a lot of people wake up. I mean, for oh, me, yeah. I was, I was aware of what was going on in the world and I was a patriot. I love America. i I was born and raised in a conservative Christian home. And so I knew, I knew how to love America, if that makes sense. And, but it seems like, in 2020, that's when a lot of people woke up.
1: Oh, absolutely! Because the, the the tyranny of the of the government was really in our faces then. Yeah, you know, I I mentioned how I got into politics in in government in 2007. So back then, I saw, you know, you know, Ron Paul taught me uh, kind of like the what what the purpose of the Constitution was and the limitations that the Constitution puts on the government. and So even back then, I was able to start to see how big government was encroaching on our rights through, you know, violations of our privacy in the Patriot Act through, right. um, you know, the, the Health Care Act from Obama getting involved in that. And so for, for quite some time, I, I saw that the government was encroaching on our rights more and more. And a mm-hmm. lot of times I felt like I was, like, you know, banging my head against the wall or, like, yelling into the wind, trying to tell people, hey, you know, the government is incrementally taking our rights away. Today, it does; it, it might not affect you, you know, on a day-to-day basis, but if we don't stop it, it's going to continue to grow and grow. And so, yeah, by 20, 2020 with the planned pandemic, um, that, that certainly was when. The, the tyranny really got on, on everyday Americans' doorsteps. And, uh, and it's, it, it is really great now, though, to see the awakening that's happening. And e- even just within the past two years, you know, in the beginning yes. of the pandemic, people were, you know, a lot of people were waking up. A lot of people who, you know, understand, you know, liberty and the, the proper role of government saw that, they, you know, these mass mandates and the lockdowns were a complete violation of our rights so we had, you know, we, we were a minority then there was a small group of us then that were, you know, raising cane and getting into county commissioner meetings and, uh, you know, asking people, why, why are you complying with this? But, but now two years later, it's so great to see, you know, the mass awakening really, really start to come come about.
0: No, I totally agree. And I've been saying this for probably the last two years, I would say we're in the third great awakening. I really believe that. I think that more and more people are seeing what the heck is going on. I mean, just take for an example, what is going on in Canada? I don't think I would have ever imagined in my years of, of being a patriot, being alive, just seeing Canada of all places waking up and having people you know, use their power. I, I think that's incredible, and I think that is just – the tip of the iceberg. I think that, you know, it's just going to continue to grow from here. And so I I love what you guys are doing with the Patriot project. You know, the part-time Patriot project, I think it's very practical in today's age because I mean, look, there, there's people there, there are single mothers that are working what like two, three jobs, even single dads that are, they're working their butt off. But they still love America. And so they try to find different ways to get involved. Right. And yeah. I, I love that aspect because, you know, we, we can we can talk about, you know, wanting to have the better America all day long. Right. But it doesn't matter unless we take practical application with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I appreciate you shouting out to single parents, too. I'm a single father. I have been for about four years. Mm. Um, but the, the practicality of getting involved in politics, that's um, that's something that I felt was really needed. And so one of the ways that we uh, provide that through the Patriot Project was really a, a very full exercise of the First Amendment. So yes. Come on. you probably know yeah. there's there's five different clauses of the First Amendment. It's more than just freedom of speech, press, and religion. It's also the right to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. And the the power of the petition is what what is what drove the my ability to make to make the Patriot Project a, a name here in Naples. Mm. So what we what we did actually, Deja was very. Um, Uh, helpful in this deja and i started writing petitions to our county government against the mask mandate and what we would do is we we would write up this petition print it out put it on some clipboards we'd get about four or five uh, other people who who are on board with us to grab these clipboards with the petitions and we would go to this local uh, grocery store i'm not sure if you've heard of this store called seed to table
0: oh yeah i've heard of them
1: oh Awesome. Awesome. So for for your viewers who may not have heard about this, so Seed to Table is owned by a man named Alfie Oaks, and he was the businessman here in Naples who did not comply with the lockdowns. He did not require masks on any employees, on any customers, and he spoke out against the mask mandates at at the county commissioner meetings. So he emerged as the local businessman who, who, you know, was bold, who had some guts, who came out In defense of freedom, you know, not just
0: local. It was more national. I mean, he got national uh, publication with that thing. It was awesome. Oh yeah, he
1: did. Yeah, yeah, he did. I, I, I've, I've been working with him alongside with him almost like every step of the way. So I've (laughs) seen from from the beginning when he was the local hero to to, I remember when that news piece hit uh, that 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 he then went went viral nationwide. He's he's an incredible man, and I'm so blessed to uh, to have run into him. It's actually really cool how I met him, Chris. Yeah, tell me. Um, it was—it must have been March or April of 2020 when the the lockdowns were first being introduced. At, you know, at the local level, at the national level, and the local level, obviously. Mm-hmm. But so, I, I, myself and Deja and a few other people went to the county commissioner meetings to speak our piece to to warn them about the unintended consequences of these lockdowns, the um, unconstitutionality of these lockdowns, and I was looking over my notes. I was in the hallway getting ready and somebody taps me on the shoulder and said, Hey, Dan, Dan, look there. There's Alfie Oaks. He, he owns the grocery store. That's not complying with all this nonsense where you could also go grocery shopping and uh, drink a glass of wine while you go shopping. (laughs) I thought that, that was kind of cool aspect of it too. Yeah. So I walked over and introduced myself. We kind of, uh, shared notes and uh then you know made our speech to the commissioners but uh that started uh, an incredible relationship an incredible friendship that uh that has been beneficial to me personally but also beneficial to the community because we we've, we've paired up he's backed up the patriot project and um to kind of like circle back and by the way i'm reclaiming the term circle back jen Psaki does not have she, she she cannot lay claim over that phrase i'm taking it back for for a for us conservatives, right?
0: Come on, man. Take it back. So,
1: so I'm going cir- to circle back to um, the petitions and the mask mandate. So that summer of 2020, me and Deja led the charge. We started a group called the Tierney Response Team. Mm-hmm. And so we would come into seed to table with about anywhere from, you know, five or ten people, all of us armed with clipboards and petitions and, and pens. We would walk around the bar, walk around the grocery store, um, collecting signatures on these petitions. A couple weeks later, when the when the uh, county commissioners were uh, going to vote on the mask mandate, we organized and got probably over 150 people to the county commissioner meeting, all to speak against this mask mandate. Mm-hmm. And we and we served them these petitions as well, um, you know, to get it on the record that you know we have a thousand citizens here who don't want you to do this.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is I I love, like you said, you're taking your power back. I mean, I see in today's world, you know, there's so much corruption at up top, right? We know that there's corruption at every single level, not just in the federal, not just in the state, but it's in the counties. It's in our little towns. And so I see what you guys are doing is not just you know telling the people up top or in the office, hey, this is what our power is, it's telling the people, the local people, this is what our power is, this is what we do, this is how we do it. Because the founding fathers they set this up for us, you know, because they understood, they lived in tyranny, they understood what it was like living in that, and it was hell, it was absolute hell. And so when we are when, we're, we, when we are responsible and we take part of what is going on in our local government, that's how we create change.
1: Oh, it absolutely is. And we could have so much more effect on our local politicians, even our state politicians, than than those at the national level. Yes. And in, in addition to having the ability to have more influence at the local level, your local politicians, which we all learned over the past couple of years, they are the ones who decide whether they're going to go along with federal tyranny or if they're going to be the that line in the sand are they going to resist that federal tyranny
0: yes i tell you what in 2020 i learned who the heck our county commissioners were i learned i even learned who the heck our governor was and i was like oh this is who it is oh okay i don't like you and um i think a lot of people started to really learn like we were just saying you know, people started to learn what is really going on they started to learn more about their government they started to learn more about their rights not just not just in the local level but in the entire national federal level and i, I think that's beautiful it's incredible and i i just love what the heck you guys are doing because again you're taking the practical application again of what our founding father set up for us and you're actually doing it. And that, that, that that's rare. And so I just want to congratulate you guys on what you guys are doing, because you not only are you just making a local impact, you're making a national impact. And that's incredible.
1: Well, well thank you, Chris. I, I definitely appreciate that. And I have to also give thanks and credit to my friend, Deja, Inahosa who you had had on a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. because she, she helped me to, kind of like re realize my passion for government and politics actually more so government less so politics but you have to deal with the politics to get into government unfortunately Mm -hmm. but deja was very instrumental in helping me to realize that that my purpose for living my uh, you know the, the the reason why i get up in the morning i have such a passion for liberty such a passion for teaching the constitution um as I said earlier, I was a single dad, or I am a single dad. I was going through a, a stage of my life right before the pandemic hit that, you know, I wasn't getting involved in politics. I wasn't getting involved in government. I was really focused just on, on my own life, trying to, like, figure out my own career path, and um, I wanted to wait until I raised my daughter to a certain age before I reengaged in, into politics, but when the the tyranny came down through through these lockdowns and the mandates, Um, Deja was very instrumental in, in helping me to realize that, that my, um, my purpose, my passion really is teaching the constitution and that I have a responsibility to not just be selfish and worry about my own life. I gotta, I gotta, you know, do what I was meant to do, which is engage in local government, which is teach the constitution. And so she was very instrumental in helping me kind of like come out of my shell and, um, really just like go balls to the walls with this so um definitely want to give her a shout out for that
0: deja's awesome man she is a fireball of energy and i love that because i think she really cares about people and i think that's why she's going to be perfect for a county commissioner when she runs and uh gets elected for that you know just speaking that out i think she's awesome but i i I relate to you on a very um personal level in the sense of like you, your calling is to teach people about the constitution, teach people about our rights, teach people really on how to take part in this whole role of ours. You know, a lot of, not a lot of people know that the role of government is to serve people and the whole politics realm gets a bad rap because of all the corruption that's been happening over the years. And so I, for me, I want to help change that narrative because government is there for the people. It is there and it's run by the people. And that's what makes America so great is that it's we the people. It's us serving one another and really just taking care of one another. And so, I, I like I said, I, I take very... Um, I just relate to you on that level a lot because, you know, that's what my calling is to do as well. And that's why we have this podcast. That's why we do what we do. And so, um, again, I, I just, I, I love what you're doing, man. I love what you're doing. And so, you know, and you mentioned your daughter and, um, you Deja showed me this video of your daughter talking to the local board and um, I just think it's absolutely incredible. I- I'll show the audience the video, you know, when I cut this in and everything like that. But um, I tell you what, man, your daughter is amazing. Oh. And not only is she just super cute, but she's also very fiery and she's very smart. And so oh, yeah. congratulations to you. And that you know, that just goes back to you. Um, I want to talk about, why it's so important to raise our kids the right way. You know, the Bible talks about how when you teach your kids, they won't depart from it. And I, I think that's very, very important because, you know, you see what's going on in the world. There's a lot of, you know, my generation, the millennials who just really don't know the truth about what is going on And how to take part, like what we're talking about in our government. And so just tell me why it's so important for, for kids to learn, learn how to be leaders, learn how to, um, be, be people that love other people.
1: Yeah. Well, children form their identity and their belief system, um, at a young age you know yeah I I I remember when when my daughter was born I told myself all right I want to do all these things with my life but I've got to I got to remember you know she's going to grow up fast so I only have one shot at this I've got about maybe 10 to 15 years to raise her the right way because I know you know once once they're uh, a teenager you know the the world's going to be um more in their face and what, you know, whatever I've taught her in her younger years, that's going to be her belief system. So, you know, the, the, the importance I guess of teaching kids at a young age, um, not just, you know, what to like, not, not just like the facts about the country or, or stuff like that, but like how to behave, how to think for themselves is, is very, very important. So, sorry, I'm losing a little track here. Chris, do you mind um, mind helping me out here asking me asking me another follow up?
0: Yeah, I, I think it it's just I, you know my 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 uh, my passion is youth, and I love seeing youth raised up on on God, on biblical principles, and the truth about what is happening in the world. you know it's it's good to really help kids see what is going on in the world, but you still want to keep their innocence but also just want to incorporate, you know, the biblical principles in their life. So I was just wondering, like, why is it so important to do that? Because, um, you know, I, I see that, uh, you know, like we said, you know, once they learn something, they usually don't depart from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, t- you touched on it right there. Why is it so important for parents to teach the kids, um, the, the biblical foundations of America, the principles behind, um, you know, behind the Bible and the principles behind America's, uh, culture and our founding documents. It's because if we don't teach our kids, then somebody else will, if, if, you know, your kids might be three, four, five, six, seven years old. And that's the, that's the time that you need to be teaching them to, to have an appreciation for America, to have an appreciation for freedom, but then also to know why we have these freedoms, because if you don't teach them then somebody else will. And so it's, you know, if, if you want your kids to have your mindset and your, your belief system, then you've got to take the, the initiative to do that. You know, whether it's school, whether it's, uh, you know, the other kids on the playground, social life, you know, it's there, there's so much uh, influence coming from the world that as parents, we have to battle against and stand guard against. My goodness, it is difficult. I mean, my, my daughter is eight and just last week or a couple weeks ago, she got introduced to a virtual reality at a friend's house. And I said, ah, uh-uh, that, that ain't happening anymore.
0: Because yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I I'm just, just want to say I'm super skeptical and concerned about uh, virtual reality and how it affects our kids. I know kind of like going off a little bit here, but, uh, I, I was, you know, I had to take, I had to make a parenting decision just just recently, and and I had to explain to my daughter why virtual reality is um, is bad for the mind. And I broke it down to her like this. And I, I'm very honest and upfront with my daughter. I have a very unconventional parenting style, but I told her, Selah, you, know, you know how you're addicted to your iPad and how I'm addicted to my phone." She said, "Yeah, yeah, I get that." I said, "Okay, well, if you put on virtual reality set." Uh, it's going to be even worse. And I mm-hmm. told her, I said, look, you're going to grow up and you're going to see youth and adults, a lot of your peers, put on these put on these goggles and just stay on it all day. I, it's a harsh reality, but that's where we're going. And fortunately, um, like that night or maybe the next night, the movie The Matrix came on TV, which is a perfect analogy. So I let mm-hmm. her watch it with me and uh, that gave her a visual of, oh, okay, now I kind of get it.
0: Yes. I totally agree with you. There, there is some danger in that. Look, it, it could probably be a great tool, just like with social media, it could be a great tool, but people, kids have to know that's not reality. That is not reality. And if they look to that to being reality, there's going to be some problems there. And, you know, we can go into a whole bunch of other stuff, but you know, there's people in the, um, and, and the elite class let me just say that that would love to use this to control a lot of people and i think that's what they want to do with it especially with with this whole metaverse thing that's going to go on so um look man i know that we don't have much time um but uh let me just ask you one more question and sure. um then we'll go ahead and wrap it up and everything but where do you see our country going in 2022 i mean you you are in it for real you're in the grassroots which i love because that is that's where you get that's where you get dirty man where do you see it going you know i know that you're in the freedom bubble and everything like that the freedom capital of the world but where do you see it going for the rest of the nation right now for us in 2022
1: yeah that that's that's a great question so you know we mentioned earlier that there's there's this great awakening happening right now so many people are getting engaged. So many people are waking up and taking action against the tyranny. So I see p- uh, positive movements in that regard. You know, I think that um, you know, you're gonna have a lot more liberty-minded candidates running for office this year across the country. You're gonna see a lot more uh people like Deja Inahosa get elected to local government positions. Um But then we also have the problem of electronic voting machines and are they, is there going to be some funny business going on at the upcoming election? Um, The other side is not going to just like lay down and let us take our country back. They're going to continue fighting and doubling down and they're going to, you know, keep moving forward with their globalist new world order agenda. So, you know, you're going to have both, you know, both sides kind of like gaining momentum and moving forward um how it plays out is is anyone's guess um i suspect uh there you know the deep state is going to try to like throw us some curveballs in the summer you know there might be some false flags there might be some more election interference but um i think if we just continue to build our numbers continue to persevere um you know we can't win every battle but if we remember that this is a, this is a long-term general, it's going to be a generational fight that we're in here. So I think if, um, if, you know, Americans just remember to stay, you know, dig your heels in, stay in the fight, you know, get behind the candidates that you align with, get them elected into office, but then, you know, just keep, you know, keep learning the principles of, of the constitution, keep learning from, uh, you know, all the all the great influencers that, that are out there, like Alex Jones or Alfie Oaks, you know. So I, so I guess my 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 final summation of, of where we're going is we can achieve the we, we can achieve a constitutional government once again. But it's going to take a long time and it's going to take perseverance. But uh, we have God on our side. We are we are on the right side of this fight. And so if anybody's read The Art of War that's a plus for us as well. So I think, uh, I am I'm, I'm hopeful for the future,
0: man. That's awesome. I love it. Well, Dan, I really appreciate you. I love what you and Deja are doing. You guys are, you guys are doing it and I applaud you guys. I'm proud of you guys. You guys are doing great. So keep, keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep doing what oh, you're doing. Chris, so.
1: Chris, you know, I will. Can could, could I, can I give another quick, uh, cheap plug real quick?
0: Please? Oh yeah, go ahead, bro.
1: All right, cool. So there's a website, and your listeners definitely should write this one down. It's called boldbusinessforliberty.com. This is an initiative started by Alfie Oaks. Um, The the idea here is to identify bold business owners across the country. And so we're just now getting this website underway. But what your listeners can do from this website is actually download their state constitution. There's a tab for all 50 states. And there's a PDF of your state constitution at the top of each tab, as well as um, a flyer and a petition uh, supporting Mike Lindell's efforts to challenge the election from 2020. So that website is BoldBusinessForLiberty.com.
0: All righty, ma'am. Well, I'm going to go ahead and link all of those in the description notes and everything like that so that you guys can go ahead and check that out and, um, that they can get, go ahead and get involved. So man, once again, I appreciate you and I love what you guys are doing. Um, just speak healing over your family and health and protection and safety over your family and you, man. So, um, Dan, I appreciate you. You have an amazing rest of your day and Hey man, I would love to get you on again. Yes.
1: Yes. You know, I, I could talk about the constitution for days.
0: Come on, man. <laughs> me too. Me too. All brother. Well, I know my right, listeners and everything will appreciate you. And so um, you have a great rest of your day, man. You're awesome. <laughs>
1: I will, man. Thanks for being, Thanks for having me.
0: All righty, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you guys really liked that episode. Go ahead, check out all of the links that he mentioned in the podcast down below in the description box. You guys can go check him out right there. If you guys use those resources that he gave you, you are not just helping people here in America and wherever you are. No, you're helping people all over the world. Because I tell you what, there's some good stuff that's happening all over the world right now. I like it. I love it. And I want some more of it, baby. Come on. So go ahead and check out that stuff. Also, guys, if you guys can go ahead and support me by going to my patriotic merch shop, that is the uh, that is ChrisTubShop.com. Check that stuff out. I got some hoodies there. I got some t-shirts. I got stickers. I got tumblers. Guys, I pretty much have it all there. Some good stuff some good good stuff alrighty ladies and gentlemen we're going to go ahead and end this episode right here so I just want to remind you to be who you are to God bless America and guys most importantly stay free